0: This episode of the Morning Skate is brought to you by Laga Sports. Laga Sports specializes in making 100% custom, fully sublimated uniforms and apparel for a variety of sports. But they're known for the premium quality and creativity of hockey jerseys. They have a one price, any design policy. It doesn't matter if you're looking for a simple NHL style or if you're wanting to create jerseys that look like Rebel Fighters from Star Wars. The price will always be the same and the design of possibilities are endless. Check them out at lagasports.com. That is lagasports.com. L-A-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S Own your look, own the game.
1: You'll lose eleven seconds. You've got ten seconds. i will want win, put movie in. Hey, you win, put movie in. I'm about to
2: you What? Oh, what, the fuck? what the fuck Jordan Pittington Jordan Pennington. mister I'm so poor I don't celebrate mister I get loaned cause I'm not good enough for my own AHL team what the fuck is this you're supposed to suck dude you're supposed to be a nobody Tory Krug throwing sauce 25 feet high Pennington's doing splits and shit. Someone check that guy's groin. What is this? Johansson, Stone, chance Stone, crazy, Stone. But it's all right, right? We're going to have all the momentum. Oh, Ryan O'Reilly. Since when did drunk drivers get so celebrated in this sport? This is bullshit. Great tip by him. And then the last shift, it's like the first line's going to score. The first line's going to score. Nope. Caddy Longlake's Patrick Angelo comes flying down the ice with his six strides it takes for him to get from blue line to blue line. Six was way too many. Two. And just puts it in. Two, because ankles break. There was, a, there was a thing on NBC before this game, Catherine Taffin. Tuca's won the hearts over. And I love Tuka. But damn. Two goals, four shots. Not his fault, but he's going to have to play a damn near perfect game. Bruins 4-2.
0: Alright guys, welcome to the 100th episode of the Morning Skate. Had to open it up with that. We've been off the grid for a couple weeks. So last time we spoke to you, the cup hadn't ended yet. Hal called in the voicemail. I literally just found found out about this today. Hal... Dark, dark times, huh, buddy?
3: That was dark times, dude. Really quick, before we jump into everything, I think I think uh, we're going to kind of go over the cup quickly, talk about all the trades that have happened, and quickly go over the draft, too, for NHL in the News today. So it's jam-packed. Um, I just wanted to say I'm sorry we went off the grid. I wasn't really hiding with my Bruins takes. I really don't think so. It sucks because me and Ked... Ted harassed me all year long. We did all the drafts. We got, we got so close to having almost a perfect year of attendance. And then we blew it <laughs> in the busiest time of the year, which says everything about this podcast, which is why I'm happy to say this is our 100th podcast. We were going to do something special for the 100th podcast, but like everything else, we're ideas, guys. We don't usually put the pen and paper down and actually fi- figure out the equation. We can just draw it on the board. Um, I think
0: you nailed it. I think you nailed it there because we're the type of guys that go, you know what, dude? We need a big idea for for episode one hundred, and then then we just don't come up with that big idea.
3: So then we just don't do anything for a month. Exactly. It's kind of it's kind of like four months ago when we when we said we were gonna go to like. The international like downhill skating tournament and i was yeah. gonna enter like that, was, <laughs> that didn't happen so we'll keep dreaming big but thanks for everyone that's listened to a hundred episodes of this shit
0: yeah it's pretty crazy right man like i don't know it, this all started with hal and fever boy rex moving away and us just like drinking beers and watching hockey and then we just recorded it one day and it just started happening so 100 episodes, everybody's listened to it. Thank you for listening. The 30,000-plus followers on Twitter, yeah, whatever. Thank you guys for following us. Uh, we appreciate it. The 12,000 on Instagram, the 1,800 on Facebook. The list can go on and on. Thank you. Sincerely, thank you. Um, but now we are going to get into NHL in the news. Play the music. H. L. in the news, uh, we're just going to start with the Cup. I think that's kind of where we need to start. Yes, it's been a really long time since you know we've done this, so long story short, dude, the Blues ripped the heart out of all Boston, Massachusetts people, and yourself. Uh, they ended up beating the Bruins. Bennington looked great when Boston needed Rask to show up. It's not that he played bad, but Rask needed to play a perfect game. He didn't. Um, I mean there there's so much to talk about. Zidane like O'Chara playing with a broken jaw, crazy dude. Absolutely insane. Um Torrey Krug had a hell of a playoff. Le- Patty Maroon is now a St. Louis legend. The Same guy who said he'd rather freaking off himself than play in Glens Falls, New York. Uh I mean what what do you have here, Hal? I know it's a lot. Break it down, dude. Cuz like I would be I'd be crushed.
3: Yeah, so I'm not gonna like break it down like very specifically. I'm just gonna give everyone my overall opinion on the events. No one needs a rehash of every game. It sucked, dude. Like I didn't, I didn't go. I was not mad. I was sad, and then I turned into getting mad at people online. So I couldn't use my phone for a while. It was just a tough go. I love, I love this group of Bruins, and I think they're. Like I've been lucky to root for them. Like they're gonna, they're like my favorite sports team out of Boston. That's come for like a decade straight. It's been the same core. It just sucked the way it ended. Like first period, they come out flying. They're on home ice. Everything looks great. Bennington stands on his head, and then they just kind of shit the game away. I knew it. I was trying to be positive. I knew it was over after the first period. That sucked, and then just kind of sit there and watch turned off the game with five seconds left, so I couldn't see the celebration. That was a good move on my part that I had that ready. I don't know. It it just kind of sucked. I thought the Bruins played pretty well. I also thought they overachieved this year, and I also think they had an extremely easy road to the cup. That's what really sucks is that they're an older franchise, like player-wise with their core, and now Florida's probably going to get good. Toronto, like how many times can we beat Toronto in game seven? Like how many more of those do we have in us? It just kind of sucks for that. Um, but it was a good season, dude. I don't know. I don't really hate St. Louis either. That'd be really hypocritical of me when the Bruins like kind of went in and just physically dominated the Canucks in 2011. I loved it, and I respect that St. Louis kind of went about it the same way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It sucked. Do you have anything on it? I
0: mean, <clears throat> I think in terms – I mean, the Bruins have won a cup before. This core has been together for forever. Patrice Bergeron, Pashenak, Martian, McAvoy—you guys still have pieces. I guess my question for you: When the Rangers went to the Cup final, they lost in the Cup final. It seemed as though, I think, the year after that they had a good year, and then things really started falling apart. Uh, again, I know they're two different teams, but me being a Rangers fan, watching that happen was awful. Like, do you think? Do you think the Bruins are along that thing now? Like, do you think we're going to start seeing the Bruins start falling apart, or do you think? they're going to keep chipping away. Because, I mean, anything can happen, and it happened with the Rangers, man. You saw how many years they made the playoffs, year in, year out, and then they just finally hit a wall, and it was like, shit, now we suck. So, I, I mean, what do you have on that? I, I know it's not a opt- or, or, what optimistic type question, but I think it's a good one.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. I think, I think it could go either way. Do I see them making it back to the Stanley Cup playoffs next year? Like, I don't. Like... Or to the finals, I'm sorry, to the finals. I don't see them making it all the way that far again two years in a row. Like They're going to have to retool a little bit. I don't think next year is going to be their year whatsoever. I think they might even go a little bit of a downswing. But I think after next year they'll have a better chance of maybe moving some contracts. Maybe some of the younger guys can step up a little bit and take some of the weight off our stars. And then it's a possibility. So I'm not, I'm not crushed. I'm not that optimistic either, though.
0: Okay, I think that's a good answer, because, I don't know, when I was in that moment, you didn't really know that that moment was happening, so.
3: Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Two things I wanted to touch on. One, I thought St. Louis did a good job partying with the Cup, too. It seemed like they had a really good time. Yeah. Two, I think we're going to have a little bit of a disagreement on this. I I don't have a problem with the Bruins celebrating and getting drunk as a team together after losing. I, they just seem like a really close team. They played well all year together. I don't have a problem with that. If I was in their shoes, I would be sending group text out being like, where are we drinking beers tonight? I know like part, part of it's like maybe like throw a private party or something. At the same time, where are you going to fit like 50 people at a private party? I mean, you could do it at Char's house but lights out at like 9 o'clock probably. I think the one beef people have with it too is like the club had like the congratulations brew and stuff like that. I don't think the team asked for it. I think... I, any good club when they have like a professional sports team like publicizes it when they're in a club i'm not a club guy i never will be but like i heard i heard not to shout on another podcast i heard on spin chicklets they said they went to that club once and they came out with like streamers and put their stuff up on the wall that they were there and they didn't even ask for it so it seems like a place that more blows your spot up than the bruins being like this is our like celebration bash so that kind of made me feel better about that too
0: um, okay. So they play an entire year together. They battle, they make it all the way to the cup. I mean, a pretty, pretty magical type year for the Bruins. So I'm I'm not against celebrating, you know, that as, a, I mean, you guys be, became essentially a family. These guys, you know, they see their actual families, not really that, that much during, during the year they're with the boys always. So when you make it that, that far into the playoffs, I can see like a bond that has formed. I mean, sucks you didn't win the cup, but like, I can see that. So I can see the boys wanting to get after it, I'm good with that. My problem, why are you going somewhere where there's cameras? Like, that is the dumbest shit that I've ever seen in my life. Like, you are a professional athlete in Boston, of all places, who who are notorious for winning championships, and you're going to go out to a fucking club with, with cameras. And and celebrate this. That's fucked up. You keep that super locked in. You keep it super low key. You have the boys together. You go to the McGregor Pub, or you go to the I go in up in Sackadaga Lake, and you shut that place down, and you get super fucked up with the boys, and you still have that like memory. This whole going to a super fucking fancy place and having people put it on their cell phones is a goddamn joke. That makes you guys look like a bunch of pussies,
3: dude. Anywhere you go in the year 2019, there's going to be cell phones.
0: You could figure that out. You could figure that out. You could have a private party of just the boys, and they can either invite like one or two people. Like, that can be figured out. You don't need to go to a club. And you're the Boston fucking Bruins, dude. Like, you don't think these guys have enough money to throw around for a fucking sick party?
3: They clearly threw a lot of money around as is. That's what I'm saying.
0: Like, that's a joke. It sucks, and it sucks because like I am all for it. Like you're, you guys are a family. Like do your fucking thing, but you cannot be seen in the public eye celebrating second place. Because and maybe that's not exactly what they were celebrating, but that's like what it is perceived to look like, and I hate that.
3: That's fair, dude. Rob Gronkowski did it after the Super Bowl and they lost. I didn't care then. I don't care now.
0: That's fine. Agree to disagree. That was that was actually like a, a very um, it was a nice debate. We, we didn't really go at each other. I think both opinions were uh, solid. Um, so, yeah, that's what we have for the Stanley Cup. Uh, congratulations, to St. Louis Blues. There's one guy who follows us on Twitter who's been calling this for months, and I've just been laughing at him, being like, oh, yeah, Bennington, the, ham- the Hamburglar, dude. Um, shout out to that guy for calling it all those months ago. Yes, I was wrong. You were right. Moving on. NHL Draft, baby. Uh, New Jersey Devils take Jack Hughes. Kind of want to get into Jack Hughes real quick. Are you good with that, Hal? Sure. Does he not seem like a pompous little dickhead? Why? I just, I just, I don't know, man. They, they had, like, this one interview with him, and he asked somebody on, uh, like, a head New Jersey Devil Scout if he liked one of his teammates. And he goes, yeah, do you? And he goes, oh, yeah, I do. He'll be a good player. Like, he was trying to flex on, on this guy to have them draft one of his teammates, and he literally just got drafted. Like, dude, know your f- stay in your lane, Jack Hughes. All right, and then he was also quoted on saying, "I don't, I don't want to be the next Patrick Kane. I want to be the next Jack Hughes." Come on, what do you have on this? If I'm a Devils fan, I probably love it, but I'm not, so I, that's why I hate it.
3: Yeah, dude, I think you're a Rangers fan. And I think you got the other really good player in the draft, and it's already a franchise that you don't like, admittedly.
0: So and that could that could be a part. Off. Do you get any of that though? Do you get any of that vibe about him?
3: He's kind of he's kind of douchey. I think you're going a little hard on him. I don't think the way those questions are brought up. He was, I don't know. The first part, I don't know if he was really bragging as much as he was like answering a question. I think part of it just has to do with his haircut and his overall look and the way he talks. Just kind of seems like a douche. But I don't think I don't I don't know. I think you're going a little hard on him.
0: I I just I didn't like I. You know, your rookie stay in your lane kind of thing for me. I will say this, though. I think he's going to be disgusting. Like, it's going to be really, really... It's going to suck having to watch him tear it up for the Devils and all that shit, but he's going to be a hell of a player, and it's going to give me nightmares. So I think I'm allowed to be hard on him.
3: Right. It's just the rivalry's already begun between the two of you. Yes. And speaking like, of the we- two
0: of us, t- with the second pick, the New York Rangers select Capo Keiko. And if you guys have been listening to the Morning Skate Podcast, we had this guy pegged. When did we peg this guy? In October?
3: A while back, yeah. Remember
0: when we were doing Best Names and I didn't even know how to pronounce it? Yeah,
3: definitely butchered it.
0: Yeah, so he's my guy. Uh, pumped that he came in. I will say this about him. Did you see the Barstool videos? I think it was a Barstool video. No, I think the Rangers released it, actually. And uh, it was like, I'm in New York City. What a city. This is great. Like he He's probably the most awkward human I've ever seen in my life.
3: Yeah, so... Definitely, it's going to be like the tale of, like, the weird Euro guy versus, like, the cool American kid. <laughs> exactly. That goes back to your point. Um, Capo Keiko, great player. Uh, I'm going to be a fan of him, but Rangers fans need to act like they've, like, fucking been anywhere near success before. The yeah. Church of Caco, <laughs> I you know, I believe in all religions. Fuck that church.
0: See, dude, uh, I'm okay. I, see, I'm kind of okay with it in a weird way. Like, I think it's kind of funny. I... It, that image that they have, uh, with him like in front of like a church stained glass or whatever, they're selling posters, I thought about buying one and framing it.
3: I know. I mean it does look cool. I'm just I'm just coming out and saying that
0: Slow your roll. Uh, act we're, like we're, act like you've been there before. But the thing is what? we haven't. We haven't been there before.
3: But even like any franchise, your original six franchise, like it hasn't been that bad for that long. Like you've got, you're not the New York Knicks, you're not the Jets. Like you've had a lit, like a taste of like almost success. Like you've kind of been there. Like you play in the Mecca. Like you can't just be like losing your goddamn minds it's every day. Keiko, Kako Kako Keiko. It's all I hear. He's going to be an unbelievable hockey player, and I know we have a ton of Rangers fans who are probably like, "Fuck out,
0: yeah." Exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly.
3: Bucky, really I'm just saying, slow your roll. Just let his like play. the <laughs> talking. Stop being such a bunch of nerds.
0: Now we follow a ton of New York Rangers people on Twitter, so it might be the fact that we see way more Rangers tweets of being like, yeah. "Oh cap, oh cap," but like, I haven't seen nearly as many Devils tweets being like that. So I kind of see where you're coming from. Like, I'm really excited that we have this kid. I really am. A couple things that rattled me was him being compared to Jonathan Huberto I fucking hated that. And then there was an interview on Chicklets where this one guy said that he has a chance of being a good top six forward or something along those lines. So what is it, dude? Is this guy going to be a franchise player or is he going to be a top six forward? Because that's a huge, huge distinction. I was under all accounts, like I thought that he was going to be the superstar and I still think he is. I just thought that was very weird how he was compared to Jonathan fucking Huberto. And then I heard this.
3: Yeah, so here's something. I don't know. Know if I'm wrong on this. I actually think your guy is going to be a great hockey player. Appreciate that. I'm a little little skeptical of this draft class. Um, This U18 USA team that had like 10 kids drafted in the first round, like the greatest U18 team ever. Like, really? This is the best U18 team ever. They all have the same haircut, they all look like a bunch of little 156 pound. Pure scores, like I just, I just don't know if I buy this draft class. I think Capo Keiko is going to be a good player, but I think there's a lot of hype right now, and I don't know, I don't know what to believe in anymore. So
0: here's the thing about the Morning Skate podcast, and it's been this way since day one. When the United States are playing in the Olympics. I don't think you'll find a bigger fan than myself or Hal or Feverboy Rex. We support those fucking boys as much as we possibly can because deep down we're true Americans and we love that shit. Having said that, we also cannot stand the National d- Development Training Camp Program or whatever the fuck they call it. It's it's It just seems like it's all political, like the Cam Fowler thing and all this shit, so like... It just—it it is really frustrating seeing that type of shit. It's just weird. Like, are are the U.S. going to start being good now? Because like, time and time again, Canada just puts us in a body bag, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. So I just—I don't really know what to think. I mean, yeah, we finally got some good players. Like we have Matthews and Kane, but like, I don't need Derek Stepan on the team or Joe Pavelski. Like, Canada's always—I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying here? Like, I—I I understand what you're saying because. Like, I don't know. If the U.S. is really that good, does that just mean a lot of people are that bad?
3: Well, who's the kid? The kid who scored, like, 70 goals. Call, call, Got drafted, like, 15th overall. Yeah. Like, doesn't... So everyone's like, oh, it's because he played with Jack Hughes, but, like, didn't Jack Hughes play with the kid who just scored 70 goals? Like, doesn't that kind of go both ways? Or, like, does it not go both ways? Like, I don't know. This draft, to me, just seems very weird. The OHL had... A super off year, and like I don't care what anybody says. You can argue that this is a really strong draft. If there's one thing that I know is that when you need a good prospect and the chips are on the table and the team is in a hole, you draft a kid from the OHL, and they usually turn out to be pretty fucking good, like (laughs) eight out of yeah. And there was none of them available. So if the OHL was was that bad this year, like does that just mean that everyone else looked a little bit better? I don't know. It just it's a weird draft to I me. Mean, I think the top two guys are going to be really good. Even like the top five seem like really good players, all the way down to Turcotte. The Bowen, Bowen Byron kid, Kirby Dodge, I just don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm
0: pumped about Kirby. Quick story about Kirby. He got uh, he kicked he got kicked out of church one time because he said, Jesus Christ, pass the puck, or shoot the puck, I think he said. So that's the type of guy I want leading my team. You know what I mean? Just loves, loves the game of hockey.
3: Yeah, a couple other random things on the draft. I know we're not going to go too much into it. Uh, Ryan Suzuki coming out to "I Don't Want to Be" by Gavin DeGraw when his name was called. What do you have on that?
0: I mean, that's a tough look. And my my, my first concert was Gavin DeGraw and Avril Lavigne, so I'm a little familiar with Gavin DeGraw. This was probably back in oh four, probably maybe maybe oh three. That dude, that's like fifteen fucking years ago. <laughs> what is this guy doing?
3: I don't know. Definitely a wild card move. Uh, another one, the Bolts. What do you have the Bolts drafting both of Adam Foote's kids? Are you in on that? Are you out on that?
0: I was in on it until I saw uh, everybody saying, oh, the Tampa Bay Lightning have now dra- uh, drafted feet or something. Like, people are doing the whole whole play on words with the word foot. I was kind of over that. Um okay. Yeah, that's what I have on that one.
3: What did you have? So, Gav- Cole Caulfield, going back to him, what was he doing?
0: Uh, he, he was like... <laughs> He was in the back seat. It looked like he was on the way to practice, and the fray, the fray, "How to Save a Life," I think, was playing in the car, and his head's up against against the window, and his eyes are closed, and he's just he's into it, dude, singing the song, and then he and then he wakes up and he's like, thought so that was a weird move that this guy's just bolting out the fray. Like, what are these kids doing nowadays? Yeah, I, I mean that's that's not fucking any Wiz Khalifa Chewy, dude. If you ask me, you know. right right there'd be
3: some obnoxious like gucci main being like played if that was like 10 years ago uh who was the kid whose buddies went do you have the story on that it's It's
0: alex Newcook, i'm pretty sure can you look that up while i tell the story i just thought this one was pretty cool colorado avalanche is this isn't the kid from the one territory we got to talk about him too but uh all he how many friends did he have there? Look like he had like ten friends. They were all wearing one of the jerseys that he has worn throughout his career, and the boys were so fucking pumped. I thought that was so cool. Correct me if I'm wrong, the draft was in Vancouver this year. Right. Gotta be eighteen, right, to get drafted. Yep. I mean those guys are going out, right?
3: I think I think the drinking age of British Columbia is nineteen, dude. Oh
0: man, that sucks. Um,
3: I'm sure they still are, or they're just drinking beers in the parking lot. Like, like
0: how cool would that be to get drafted in, in a city that you can drink with, like, ten of your best friends?
3: Right. And the other thing, too, think about, they went from Newfoundland, which is, like, to British Columbia, which is, like, going from, like, Maine to Seattle, like, driving, like, to go see your buddy drafted. That's insane. So they went cross-country. I don't know, cool cool kid, I guess, right? Like, you kind of want to root for that kid? Yeah. Like, boy for
0: him? I think so. I forget, there was another kid whose dad, uh, Ryan Whitney, took a picture of this hilarious thing. This kid gets drafted, and all of a sudden, his dad thinks it's a good idea to start picking his nose. I thought yeah. that was hilarious. Guy's got to have his head on a swivel sticks in lanes. Can't have that happen. Yeah.
3: So, dude, I mean, going back to Colorado really quick, they got Bone Byram and that new hook kid. I feel like that's a really good draft. Right. I don't know. If people are saying, like, they're a consensus winner, but I think, to me, that sounds like... And just based on that kid's friends going across the country to drink beers and watch them get drafted, that's why I'm saying it sounds like they had a good
0: draft. Yeah, and Pierre Maguire pretty much blew a load when uh, Colorado said they drafted another sick defenseman. He's
1: <laughs> like, Bowen Byram, Kale
0: McCarr, and then who's the other guy they have? It's Samuel Jordan! He was going fucking nuts, dude. It was like, holy shit, Pierre, fucking have a cigarette and a cold shower, man. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs>
3: Do you, have, uh, do you have anything else on the draft? I don't know
0: his name. It, it, it could be Dylan Cousins. There was a kid who was drafted from a territory where I don't think somebody's been drafted from before in the yep. first round or something like that. thought that was pretty cool. Canada, again, kind of taking over. Sucks for us. but um, I thought the draft was good. The one thing that I was kind of disappointed about was uh, the GM's phones are, are ringing off the hook. Blah, 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 blah. seemed like nothing fucking happened in the first round, really. Am I wrong there?
3: No, I don't think anything did happen. Um, one more thing, dude. You're right. They totally blew it over. One more thing. I'm not going to get into the Bruins pick because pissed me off. But I was saying the whole time I wanted this kid drafted. I texted you his information article I read on him. That's all I had read. Bobby Brink. Bobby Brink, dude. He was on the board for the Bruins. He fell, dude, and he didn't make it. I don't know much about this kid except for he's small. He's a goal scorer. He's from Minnetonka, Minnesota. And another reason I like this kid, we were just kind of talking about how the U.S. National Development Program is kind of like a bunch of assholes sometimes. This kid got cut and then was like the leading scorer in the USHL, so right. he got cut from the superstar team, kind of grinded his way on his own. Philadelphia Flyers, dude, they're another team that right now they look really good on paper. I don't know if I'm wrong saying that. Dude,
0: Bobby Brink, I don't know who it was who was doing the announcing, but when his name was announced, one of the guys, again, was like super horny about it and said that that he guaranteed that Bobby Brink would be playing in the NHL in five years. Yeah,
3: I don't don't doubt it, dude. So, damn. Bobby
0: fucking Brink, dude.
3: Oh, the one kid I did want to ask you about, too, when he got drafted by L.A., Arthur, dude.
0: By LA, who?
3: Arthur, the Russian, like, but American goal scorer. Yeah, he was in the OHL and he has like attitude issues. Yeah, he
0: fell around. They said that he doesn't like showing up, with just crazy because he scored sixty-one fucking goals. So on like what night did he not show up? Like that's a ton of goals. Yeah. So like yeah. there was some serious fucking shade being thrown at that kid.
3: I don't know much, dude. I think he, I actually think he's going to be really good for the LA Kings. I'm just going to throw this one out there. That guy's going to
0: party. Oh, I don't know he, why. Yeah, no fucking shit, dude. Like, that that kid's an absolute bully. You know he is. Like, in high school, that kid put other kids in lockers. 1000%. Yeah, percent.
3: Like, <laughs> he just had that look on his face. It looked like everyone else was wearing makeup, and he just looked super greasy.
0: He but looked like he, if one of the O'Doyle brothers played fucking hockey, and he was, like, a little Russian.
3: Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm super interested to see where that kid goes, because... I guess he's from Staten Island, too. which oh, also I saw just, that, yeah. Like, makes even more sense, but I, that's all I got on the draft.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of what I got, too. I think now we're going to kind of get into all the trades that have happened. You're going to you're gonna talk about these, right?
3: Yeah, so some are going to go quick, some won't. All right, let's um, do it. If you have anything to say, just say it. So we're going to go all the way back. Capitals, trade madness, get in the flyers, Iraq, Kudis. What do you have on this?
0: Um, I mean, I don't know, man. Capitals traded the fly, the fly, I mean, Radko Gudas in Washington. I mean, I, I just, I don't know how that fits. I mean, Radko
3: Gudas plus uh, Tom Wilson on the ice at the same time is something I don't think many teams are equipped to handle in today's NHL. Oh my God.
0: Can you imagine, man, how awful that would be if you're on the line with both of those guys? Like if you're on the ice, I don't know if they play the same uh, side of the ice. Can you imagine that? It's like fuck. Dude, this is the gauntlet back in Pee Wee when the coaches just wanted to give you CTE real quick.
3: I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a small player in the NHL, like uh, like Johnny Goodrow. If he steps on the ice, and sees Tom Wilson, Racko Goodis. He has to be like, oh come on. Right,
0: dude. Even if you avoid one, you're bound to get fucking drilled in the head when the next guy comes <laughs> yeah. in. Right,
3: they'll get you from behind or something. You're gonna end up on the ice. So yeah, you're. That's rough. I don't know. Uh, keep going up. Uh, Penguins, this is a quick one. Penguins traded Ali who I think is famous for like getting blacked out at the Penguins Cup parade, uh, for Dominic Cahoon, who's like a really small like bottom six Czech player with a lot of speed who kills penalties. I actually like him a lot in a fifth-round pick. A lot of people say Ali Mata is kind of like uh, an overrated young defenseman. Kind has of never really produced. What do you have on that? Because the Blackhawks seem to collect that defenseman.
0: I mean, I didn't even know that happened. Did you say that again?
3: the <laughs> Blackhawks got Olimata for the from the Penguins for Dominic Cahoon in a fifth round
0: pick. Um I mean dude, Olimata just seems to be that one defenseman who is supposed to be fucking sick and then all of a sudden he's like old. Or at least older. Right? right? Like wasn't he supposed to be dirty and then it just kinda seemed like it never panned out.
3: Yeah. No, that's true. I think it's just because he came in the league at such a young age and he's one of those finished defensemen. That's a good point.
0: I have so, no idea that that even happened, by the way. Not a clue.
3: thing is, is I think he's still like 24, 25, so maybe he does turn it around. That'll be interesting, I guess. Uh, this is going to be a big one for this podcast. Rangers got Jacob Truba for the Winnipeg Jets for Neil Pionk in a first-round pick.
0: So the first-round pick that they gave was the first-round pick that they got for Kevin Hayes in the Kevin Hayes deal. Um. I'm going to try to be like a realist about this. Like Jacob Trouba is a top four defenseman. Maybe he can end up being a number two. I don't see this guy being like your number one stud defenseman, but I am really pumped about this. He's a young kid. Uh, I guess the deal is going to be like seven years, either seven and a half or eight mil. You hope that he keeps getting better. You hope that he's given the opportunities to become more of an offensive type threat. He can defend. Uh, he's gotten in some fights. If you go on hockey fights, I. Uh, I don't know. I like him. I think this is good. This is definitely a step in the right direction. We finally have a defenseman who's capable of playing defense. Because if you look at our defense, it really isn't that great. Neil Pionk, what a sweet time you had in New York. You had a six-spinorama goal against Canadians, and you were, like, dash 85. Which a lot of people will say, oh, plus-minus doesn't mean a lot. But when you're on the ice and you're getting scored against that much, it kind of does. I don't know. It's kind of nice. And this also means the New York Rangers selected... Tony D'Angelo over Neil Pionks. There's been that whole battle of, you know, the Rangers got to pick one of them. They picked the right guy. Pumped about this. Uh, I know you're not a Truba guy, but what do you have? Oh, Andy's boys with Brady Shea, which is kind of nice.
3: I'm going to go really quick on this, uh, like the actual analytics of it. I think he's a really good player, uh, and I think he'll probably do well. I think the value was fair for both teams. few things. I, I have openly not liked Trouba on this podcast for his – Contract negotiations. I'm calling BS. That's right. I didn't swear. I said BS. Yep. On the whole, girlfriend, doctor being oh, the yeah. reason he wanted to be traded. He just didn't want to be in Winnipeg and he wanted to play for the New York Rangers. You don't have to make up some story so everyone can feel bad about you.
0: I mean, it's not even feel bad. That was just PR genius. Genius. People think he's a fucking like Prince Charming now.
3: Did Brendan? Did Brendan Lemieux say anything about it on social media?
0: Uh, I don't know why you asked that. Oh, I same team. That. Good call. I don't know. I don't think so.
3: I, I asked that just because I know he's boys with Brady Shane and they're in like the good looking, like young American defenseman club together. But what really matters to me is if this guy, if this guy is boys with Brendan Lemieux With if he's like, Oh God, like Brendan's in the locker room again. Like, here we go. Like it's going to go one or two ways. Like, is Brendan Lemieux going to be pumped that Truba's there, or Brendan Lemieux just going to be an asshole to
0: Jacob Truba? Dude, Brendan Lemieux's been, like, super active on Instagram the last couple weeks, like, openly making fun of his teammates and shit, like Capo, like, Capo Caco's thing where he's like, oh, nice city, like, Brendan Lemieux commented on him with the emoji, like, crying, laughing face, which, I mean, that welcome to the fucking club, Capo, uh, big Lemmy guy, I think Lemmy and Truba are probably boys, dude. And and I know that Truba and Shea are boys, and like you kind of think that's a bad thing. But you want to know what? I think I don't think, it's a I, bad think thing. I think Brady Shea in his first couple years with the Rangers were hanging out with the wrong crowd, hanging out with Kevin Hayes and Jimmy VC, becoming the three goddamn musketeers. I'm hoping <laughs> Jacob Truba can kind of take him under his wing a little bit and get get the job done. <laughs> All,
3: right. All right. So yeah, I think we both agree. Good trade. We're gonna move on. Uh, I'm not gonna talk about this one. Justin Bronze. <laughs> Philadelphia Flyer now for a second if they're kind of irrelevant
0: Justin Braun's there a good player wrong. though I like Justin Braun
3: yeah I do he's too he's just it's older just like the Flyers <laughs> just got him and uh Niskanen we just talked about that trade and they have Provorov and Sandheim. and I feel like Doss is better they have young defensemen they like why are you doing this no
0: I actually there was a report for you who came out with this but I guess the Flyers and Provorov like are nowhere near where they need to be to like agree and like it's kind of flying under the radar, but it could become a potentially huge issue for Philly because Provorov's sick.
3: Yeah, I know, but he's probably demanding a ton of money. Uh, yeah, the one dude. The one thing I will say, and this has been—I don't know if he got bought out or if it's just finally over—but I gotta give a shout out to Philadelphia Flyers fans, and really anybody who pays attention to the NHL cap. Andrew McDonald is finally no longer a Philadelphia Flyer. Dude, that has been going on for, like, a decade. The
0: Bobby Bonilla of NHL, dude. How,
3: dude, how long ago was it that he played really well for the Islanders?
0: I think I, – who was Andrew McDonald on before that? the Islanders? Yeah. I mean, dude, that that was forever ago.
3: So here's my thing, dude. I feel like he played really well for the Islanders. He was on the Flyers for, like, 20 games. And had like an eight-year contract,
0: and they're like, "This guy stinks." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wade Redden, welcome, welcome again to the club.
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. I just thought that was funny. Just wanted to bring that up for the listeners. Actually, I just but-
0: brought up Wade Redden, and I know this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But back in the day when the Rangers got Redden, like I was pretty pumped. But the amount of money that they gave him was Wade Redden like ever that good to command a contract like that? Actually, yeah, yeah was he yeah, good? Dude.
3: He was the captain of a pretty good Ottawa team.
0: All right, well, talk talking Wade Redden. All right, moving on. What's the next one?
3: So Toronto Maple Leafs, this is one of those ones we're going to pat ourselves on the back. We've said it for years, five-year plan. I think we're almost going into year five. They had to give up a first-round draft pick because they didn't follow the five-year plan. They signed Patrick Marleau, dumped his, dumped his money over to Carolina, and also gave up a seventh and got back a sixth. So Toronto does clear up cap space but gives up a first-round pick. What do you have on this?
0: I mean, we called this. We called this when this happened. That was the Toronto Maple Leafs trying to rush something. Now, here's the thing. Patrick Marleau being on a team with a bunch of young, really talented players, it's good for business. They're going to learn from him. They're going to learn what they need to do to become an absolute professional. I get that. However, I mean, mean, we called this, dude. Like, this was 100% going to happen. 100%. And now – now they're giving up even a little bit more future. They tried rushing that plan. Now what? They still don't have a fucking sick defenseman on the team. Other than Morgan Riley, who, like, good it's hockey good. player. Morgan Ho- Riley's very good hockey player. Can Morgan Riley be a number one defenseman? I don't know. Yeah. But other crazy. than Morgan Riley, who the fuck do you got? Right. They need no, defense. I- they need shit. And, I mean, I don't know.
3: I, I agree, dude. It just seems like everyone saw that coming from a mile away. So
0: And they're gonna give Marner all this money and they were talking about like how the like I mean it's gonna cost so much, yada yada yada. Okay, so let's say you give Marner that contract. Where where's yeah. the where's the money for the next fucking good defenseman that comes available?
3: Right, right, it's gone. So good point, dude. Uh oh, what I wanted to say, Caroline Hurricanes, we dump on them all the time on this podcast. We kind of like the owner, though. He's a wild card. I got to say, he's willing to spend to the cap. He's trading over, buying out $6 million contracts and stuff. The dude is willing to get the job done and pay the price. So you got to respect that from the front office. You know who I
0: respect? I respect Patrick Marleau, who got traded to the Hurricanes and said, ah, not a fucking chance of my staying here.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd, you'd rather play for, like, uh, San Jose's AHL team, the Bear Kakuta, than go back to...
0: Oh, man. I loved everything about that. I was like, thank God. Thank God there's there's somebody out there that's like us.
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, what else did I want to say on that? Oh, just shout out really quick to the Phoenix Coyotes, another team that sometimes we get negative about. They're Right now, is their team good? We'll get to a trade they made. Is their roster good? I'm not really that sure. They've made some interesting deals, but they are second in the league in cap right now. They are spending to the brim. Damn. Think of a time in your life when the Arizona Coyotes were just taking contracts for days like –
0: Kind of respect it. I mean, is Dad Soup's contract still on their thing?
3: Yeah, dude. I think any like Chris Pronger, they're probably still paying for him. David Clark. Yeah, yeah so like it
0: looks like they have salary cap that, but they've really only signed like three people, and now all the other deals that they've gotten throughout the years. Are that yeah, okay.
3: But they spend money. Uh, here we go. Big one, maybe the biggest trade so far. PK Subban's in New Jersey Devils for Santini, Jeremy Davies, the second round, two second round picks. I I know a lot of talk came out before that I think they're trying to get, like, a first in somebody, but Nashville was going to eat some of the cap. Looks like Nashville ended up not wanting to eat any of his salary and took a lesser amount. What do you have on this? I mean,
0: dude, that's all you had to fucking give up to get PK fucking Subban, dude? Who was
3: just moved by his his, uh, co-players of the league, the most overrated player in the league.
0: Yeah, but, like, I would love PK Subban. He's good, man. PK is a good player. It sucks, fucking watching like him play against you because he's annoying as shit and he dives all the time. But he's a good fucking player. Um, I mean, this is gonna yeah. give me another fucking headache. I'm gonna have little arrogant dickhead Jack Hughes and now PK Subban
3: running around. So here, here's um, here's what's gonna happen, dude. Let's hear it. As someone who used to play against PK Subban on their rival team all the time, and you see him like seven times a year, there's gonna be four types of games that you have to endure with PK Subban. On a yearly basis, it's going to drive you nuts. Number one, he's going to be zipping slap shots by your defenseman's head on the on the power play and mm-hmm. scoring like unbelievable shots. Number two is he's just going to be cheap shotting people and running away. Number three, and this is when it starts to get better, he's gambling too much and you burn him, and it's the most vindicating feeling in the world. Or number four, he ends up like turtling and he looks like a loser. So all those things are going to happen. It's just peaks and valleys when you're playing against PK all the time. Never get too high. Never get too low because it always equals out.
0: I appreciate that. And, like, for sure, Tony D'Angelo or Brandon Lemieux is going to give that guy noogie by the end of the year.
3: Yeah, something will happen. I think those games are going to be sick. That's exciting. I feel, like, yeah. I feel like for, like, two years, it seemed like not, or, say, two months ago, the Islanders were at the top of New York Hockey mecca, and now it's like all of a sudden there's hype everywhere else. So
0: yeah, and don't and don't forget that Lemmy beat the wheels off of Miles Wood late in the year last year. So that's probably going to get some carryover come uh, October.
3: Also, really quick, and I don't know if this is true. I know I kind of sound negative about PK, but I agree he's a good player too. Does it kind of feel like Nashville's like relevancy is over? Like they had Roman Yossi on like a great contract. He's gonna get paid now. Mm-hmm. They've traded they've made some questionable trades. Like it kinda of seems like they're gonna go back to being like a seven eight seed pretty soon. Am I
0: wrong? Uh I don't know about seven eight seed that soon, but I get what you're saying. I mean I Dush- Dushane's probably gonna end up signing there tomorrow. And it'll be another yeah. fake fucking thing. But I just I don't see them ever just having enough to get over the hump. I will but, say that I think Forsberg's probably the most underrated player in the league. He's so fucking good and people don't even know it. But yeah. I don't know.
3: I think I think the problem with Nashville for me now is that they had such great and like well-constructed rosters like 2 years ago and it seems like those rosters are kind of like gone. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they got nervous or what happened or if they just mismanaged but it just seems a little bit different. But they'll probably still be good next year. I just think 2-3 years from now they're kind of in the back burner. Here we go, head scratcher, dude. You didn't know about this trade's return either. J.T. Miller, former Ranger, uh, is a Vancouver Canuck. He was traded for Merrick Mazanic a third round pick and a first round pick.
0: It's crazy that J.T. Miller got a first round pick. Um, he's going to be a bottom six forward like soon. I think he. I don't. He put up like fucking like thirty points this year for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I don't know what the Canucks are doing. It's fucking so stupid.
3: Yeah, so my so my thing on this is I think I'm a little bit higher on JT Miller than you are. I think on a really good team, he can be like your number six forward. I think on like not as good as a team, he's a really good like third liner, like a very good third liner. My issue with this is like if he went to like Calgary and Calgary gave him a first round pick or some team who's like right on the cusp of like being a real contender, fine. Why is... Why does Vancouver think they're in a place where they can be trading first-round picks for J.T. Miller? Like, they're not close. They have Pedersen. They have Brock Besser. Uh, Jay Uso, Beagle. Jay Beagle. Bo Hor- Horvat. Uh, Tim Schaller. All the names. Antoine Roussel. Antoine they Roussel. Have, really, what it comes down to is they have three really good players, right? And they're all forwards: It's Pedersen, Horvat, and... Besser. Besser. And... The truth is, is like you can wait three, four years. These guys are not in waiting now. Like you have like a first line built. You have two very good lines. Like just keep your first round picks. You don't need JT Miller at the moment.
0: Yeah, you JT, know what I mean? yeah. What is what's JT Miller really gonna do for your fucking lineup, dude?
3: Take you from like 13th place to 12th? Like,
0: yeah, fucking stupid. I couldn't agree more.
3: Uh next one. This is a really small one. I don't know if you have anything on this. I think this is important because we're gonna go right back to the Devils who are busy. Put a little fuel on the fire for the Rangers-Devils. They get John Hayden, who is one of my favorite fourth-liners in the league. Good-looking kid who loves the fight. He's getting sent over to the Devils, and the Blackhawks get a Quenville, which is really weird. Kind of a weird move. Do you have anything on John Hayden being on the Devils? I think he's going to be a good Devil. Or a Quenville getting traded to the
0: Blackhawks. I don't know much about John Hayden, to be honest with you. Is he kind of like, uh, like a Hartman?
3: He's a prick. He's not... I think his career high in points is like seven points, but he's a prick.
0: Um, I mean, that sucks. <laughs> that's that's going to kind of suck a little bit. And uh, Quenville's kind of a boob. Met him one time in Siena. Not, not that special of a human.
3: All right. <laughs> uh, San Jose. This isn't even anything. San Jose got Tom Pyatt. I didn't even know Tom Pyatt was in the league. I'm not talking about that. Uh, the Ryan Hartman saga which I'm so happy we didn't have a podcast because I was so in on this Ryan Hartman saga and now I'm so out. Ryan Hartman was supposedly off the grid or so we all thought, and he got traded and then waived, traded to the stars. He doesn't get re-signed. Now he's a free agent. The Flyers get Tyler Hicklick, um, one. Turns out that he was actually talking to his agent the whole time. So his mom – Ryan Hartman's mom trying to get those retweets and likes, making a couple jokes when she knew her son was getting that information. I believed you, Mrs. Hartman. I I believed her. I thought she was worried about her son. Can you imagine?
0: Like I would freak out on my mom if she was on Twitter telling people all this shit. Like, mom, get, put your phone away. All
3: right. Dude, did you see what Ryan Hartman tweeted today? It was basically like I was in communication with my agent the whole time. Basically being like, shut up, Mom.
0: Yeah, like what the fuck?
3: <laughs> so I don't know. I thought that was weird. The only other reason I brought that up, do you think there's something wrong with Ryan Hartman? Because he always seemed like a really interesting player and he's bounced around from a lot of teams.
0: I don't know. Like, I like him as a player. He's, he's kind of a little bit of a prick. I would like him on my team, so I don't know. He'd be a fucking perfect Boston Bruin.
3: I thought he was going to be a flyer, dude. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. I really thought he was going to be a flyer. Yeah. I thought it made all the sense. So that was weird. Um, I'm not doing. Dahan is now a Blackhawk. People are saying that's a good trade. The aleski Solari guy or whoever that the Rangers had a long time ago that traded to the Hurricanes. He was in that trade. Yeah. I never could care. I could care less about that. I, I uh, could too.
0: I just. I mean, out of principle, because you got Eric Stahl for him, I can understand why you'd be pissed, but like, the Rangers people that were pretending that this kid was going to be a first-line player, yeah, okay. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: this is one that you did not like. Carl Soderberg is an Arizona Coyote. For Kevin Connaughton and a third-round pick going back to the Avalanche, you out on Soderbergh, dude?
0: I, yeah, I could give two shits about Soderbergh. Tell me why I should care about Soderbergh.
3: He has a really big visor.
0: <laughs> no, nah, it just doesn't do it for me, man. Like, What, he is, he, really what is he, a second or third line center?
3: Yeah, I guess he put up like 59 points last year, though.
0: Oh, no shit. I didn't know that.
3: But the year before that, he had like 22, and he makes like $5 million a year. So he's a real wild card. Just want to give another shout-out, since we're talking about 2015 Bruins. Ryan Spooner was waived by the Canucks dude. Yeah. I mean... It seemed like not that long ago he looked great after getting traded to the Rangers. What a year for that guy. Kind of. I'm going to throw this out there. Kind of hope he gets a two-way deal to try to come back and play for the Bruins. I'd be all about it. I kind of want Spooner back in the DJ booth.
0: I feel like like he's got like a Benoit Pouliot to him. Like, sort of same career. Like,
1: ton of talent and then
0: just fucking sucked. And now I think he needs a fucking chance to rejuvenate his career. I don't know. I'm a little disappointed. I was looking forward to going to Utica and watching him play a couple AHL games this year, but... Looks like I'm not.
3: Eric Holla uh, goes to the Carolina Hurricanes for Nicholas Roy in a fifth-round pick to the Vegas Golden Knights. I like Halla, and I also think he's going to fit really well into the way the Hurricanes play on offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, Eric Halla is a great player. Um, good deal for uh, Carolina. Don't know what really why Vegas did that. Um, because
3: they had this, They were, like, way over the cap. They're just shedding cap. That's why they're making all these trades.
0: huh
3: That's what – that's what happens, dude. When you go to the Stanley Cup Final in your first year, of Vegas, and then you and then you start to struggle a little bit in the second year, so you go and get Max Pacioretty and Stasny's on the team now. Like Who else do they have?
0: Stone. I like Stone though.
3: player, but a lot of money on that team when now they have to blow up that good core. Uh, we'll just kind of keep with that. Colin Miller is a Buffalo saver for a second and fifth round pick. I call him Chiller. I always liked him, too. I think he has a good slap shot. He has a little snarl to his game. He's never going to be the smartest in his own zone, but he puts in the effort. I don't know. Good trade to me.
0: I like I like Chiller. Um, guy can shoot a puck. Probably run a power play. I think this is good for the Sabres. Um, I mean, dude, the Sabres got to get rid of just the fucking same douchebags that they have on the team. Like, you know what I mean? There's always those guys that are just kind of like, ugh. Like, they, gotta get, they need to get better, like, they just need better defensemen.
3: That's fair. Uh, here we go. Now we're talking probably the biggest trade other than Suban. Phil Kessel is in the desert. Oh, Phil Kessel is in the desert for Dane Burks, a fourth-round pick. Uh, and the Penguins get back Galchenyuk and Pierre Oliver-Joseph, who's a really good uh, defensive prospect in the queue, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean... Phil Kessel and Derek Stepan are are out together, and and you're a bystander you walk by him. There's not a shot you think those guys are professional hockey players.
3: No. no, I dude. To further this, you've been to Arizona and I've been to Arizona too in the last year. I there's nothing I can see more like than Phil Kessel. He's gonna get a six sports car, and he's just gonna be wheeling those streets of Phoenix, dude. Like you know, it's like. I can't describe, if you've never been to Phoenix, Arizona, it's probably a very easy thing to describe. It's like such like a weird place to me. It just seems like a different world in the Northeast. Yeah. I can just see Phil Castle just whipping his...
0: Convertible. Yes, dude. Top down, playing (laughs) some
3: music, probably always wearing like a golf polo.
0: Always sweating through his shorts.
3: Yeah, so many pit stains, dude. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that. Phil Kessel's going to battle the elements with the Swamp Ass so bad down there. He's going to have to have Baby Powder on deck. Bad. <laughs> That's tough. I didn't think about that. Uh, but, I mean...
0: And, and power- dude, like, I, we, we keep bringing up spin chicklets and shit. The the, uh, the video that Paul Bissonnette's going to give with Phil Kessel this next year is going to be fucking awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Before we even get into the semantics of the trade, going off that, can we talk about some of the slander going on? Did Did you see like the Pittsburgh Penguins GM basically told Phil Castle to his face he wasn't going to be a Penguin by next year?
0: I did see that, and then and then he also claimed that Phil asked to be traded multiple times. It feels like yeah, that didn't happen, but I I don't want to be involved. Dude,
3: what did the one guy tweet on a? Uh, tweet that you, like, responded to?
0: Oh, uh, it's that same fucking idiot who made up the hot dog thing in Toronto. I forget his name. He pretty much said that Phil Castle's like, a bad house guest or some shit like that. Like, dude, he's won two cups. And he made you relevant. So, like, yeah. shut up. And can I say something, too?
3: Phil Castle, I think, is allowed to be a bad house guest. I wouldn't expect <laughs> Phil Castle to have good manners, dude. Like, I think sometimes, and this might be totally wrong, like when you look inside the infrastructure of a locker room, you always kind of need that one like cocky asshole. Like, yeah, that's his sense of humor, and he's just like you can, he can
0: be ground. he can be the butt of the joke. Like,
3: yeah, like he can still take the joke though. Like,
0: like yeah, I don't, fire right back. Don't, yeah, yeah.
3: that's why I don't think any of his. I get why the media has problems with him, but his teammates don't because I don't really think he's that bad of a guy. He's just kind of Phil fucking Castle.
0: I think it was last week. He was he was playing in a poker game on ESPN.
3: I can't believe that. So, I mean, dude, in all seriousness, I got two comments on this, and I'll let you talk. Can't believe he was playing fucking poker. That's true. Phil Kessel on the Coyotes. I think it's going to be electric. I just don't know what it means for the Coyotes. Alex Galchenyuk, should I be questioning him like I am Ryan Hartman, too? Like, that was pretty quick. He just got traded again.
0: Yeah, but, dude, it's for Phil fucking Kessel. Like, it's not like it's for some, like, bag of chodes, like, Kessel's the man, I, I would love to see, like, I would love to see the Coyotes front office go up to Clayton Keller and be like, you need to hang out with Phil, and be Phil's, like, right-hand man, I would love to see, like, the behind-the-scenes mic'd up of, like, Clayton Keller hanging out with Phil Castle. so I think, I think, <laughs> I think, like, Clayton Keller would, like, make fun of Phil to his face, but Phil just, like, want to get it, like, it'd be, like, a Dwight Schrute, Michael Scott kind of thing.
3: Yeah, and dude, I'm, it kind of sucks, because I just, you yeah. I just realized that it wouldn't happen cuz Oliver Ekman Larson's the captain. I wish they would give Phil the to see. Like I wish can you imagine if Phil Kessel leads a team to like the Stanley Cup finals as the Arizona Coyotes. Like I'm always going to kind of root for that team now. I know it's step on that you don't like, but I just think Phil Kessel in Arizona is like he's got to be pumped. Like he's been through the rigor. He went he started in Boston like it didn't go that well. The media in Boston sucks, so he gets traded to like one of the few media Markets that's even worse. Toronto gets absolutely sandbagged. Goes to Pittsburgh Penguins, wins a cup on a really good team, and still faces all this bullshit. And now he gets to go to Arizona, where no one really cares that much. Like, good for you, Phil. Light yeah. it up.
0: Man. Yeah, Phil just fucking he hasn't made now. And and going back to Derek Stepan, you said I don't like him. I changed my mind, dude. I like him. I like Derek Stepan as long as he's not a New York Ranger. If he's a New York Ranger, I hate him. But he's not American guy, balding. Whereas the fedora, I feel like he's pretty self-aware of where he's at in his life. Like he doesn't pretend like he's somebody he's not. Back on, back on Step On, and and you know what, man, I may be a little bit of a Yotes fan this year. Do you think?
3: Do you think that Step maybe? I might too. I might not hate the Yotes that much. Do you think Step maybe was just given too much responsibility in New York and kind of overhyped, and that's why you didn't like him? Like, if he was really, like, a third-line center there,
0: like... Dude, Derek Stepan is a great second-line center. He is. He is. He's the type of guy that's going to consistently put up 50-plus points, and you're not going to notice them at all. But he's going to do it. And it, I think I, I get what you're saying. It was kind of like the Rangers needed that number one guy, and they just made Stepan that guy. And it's no fault of his own. Like, they just didn't have that guy. So I can see why I was like, you know what, fuck this. But let there. me tell you what, the Rangers made the right decision when they got rid of him because now they got Mikas Zbigniewicz on a contract. He's making like 5.25 a year, and he's like easily our best player. That may be one of the best contracts in the NHL.
3: Agreed. Oh, uh, switching it up, though, Alex Galchenyuk. What do you think, dude? I think this is a 50-50 shot. He's either going to be absolutely nasty on the Penguins. I don't think he has to play center there. I know, like, there's always been that, like, he wants to play center, but, like, Dude, if I were you, Galchenyuk, shut up and get on either. Get on Crosby's way. Here's Just the find thing. Here's the thing,
0: man. I time and time again, the Blackhawks and the Penguins. It seemed like every time, like a kind of talented player who really wasn't doing that well went to the Penguins or the Blackhawks, they performed. Fast forward. <laughs> I don't think Nick Bukestad was really that great for the Penguins this year. So are the Penguins starting to lose that touch? I'm not sure. Galchenyuk's yeah. a fucking good player, dude. Galchenyuk. Again, I think he's like a second line guy, but that second line guy can easily become a first line guy when he's either playing with Malkin or Crosby. Like that's
3: that's That's my thing though. Is like, and I completely agree, dude. Like, I don't think Pittsburgh Penguins, and that's why I asked it. I don't think they're anywhere near as like to a guarantee as they used to be. But you gotta think, like, maybe I'm wrong. Galchenyuk had 41 points this year. He's like 24 now. He's always kind of been like 40 points. I feel like is almost his max, 40, 50 at 56 one year. I, I, you got to think he might be able to put up like 60, 70 if he plays on like Crosby's way. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe, he's a maybe. super
0: talented player, man. Like, he's got so much skill. He really does. Like, he, he's a very low-key, kind of flies under the radar, but just he's a hell of a player. He kind of reminds me of like a James Van Reams-like sort of a little bit, but. In, in the same sense, where I don't think either of those guys are like household names, I guess, but the, I, I don't know. Something along those lines.
3: But I feel like the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to use him as a third line center and be like, oh, we roll four lines.
0: Probably. Shout out Mike Sullivan, dude.
3: Flat out Zach Aspen-Race, dude. Yeah. Uh,
0: and fucking all those guys. Brian Rust, Gensel. Who, who's the other guy? He got traded to the fucking Sabres. Connor Sheary. Yeah, dude.
3: So, yeah. next one. This is a smaller one. Carolina Hurricanes get James Reimer, which I don't like. For the Florida Panthers getting Scott Darling in 2020. Six-round pick. Uh, really quick. I think it was the beginning of last year, like the offseason. We had Barstool Chief on, and he's, and he said that he thought Scott Darling was going to have a bounce-back year. This year, didn't happen, dude. He had a really rough year. But Scott Darling's had ups and downs. Maybe he catches on as a backup for Florida. I don't know. Longo just retired. Kind of weird situation there. Do you have anything on
0: this trade? I think Scott Darling ruined his career when he took that picture that tried to be like Baker Mayfield. Do you remember that? Yeah. With the car. And I, it wasn't a tiger. I forget what the fuck it was. Like, Scott Darling. These goalies have to learn how to stay in their goddamn lane.
3: All right. He's <clears throat> <clears throat> a feeding select, too, so I'm not going to bash him. <laughs> Blackhawks trade. Andrew. Get Andrew Shaw back. They get a seventh round pick too, and the Canadians get a second, sa- seventh, and third. Andrew Shaw back on the Blackhawks. One thing I want to say on that as a Bruins fan, I thought he was going to be a huge pain in my ass. He was kind of irrelevant. He fought like Tory Krug once, like Andrew Shaw, like kind of lost his edge a little bit. I don't know what's going on there. Going back to the Blackhawks, a lot of people are also saying the Habs might be shedding money for a big contract. I don't know if that's true. What do you got?
0: Um,. I think the Habs had like one of the most successful seasons out of all the teams in the NHL. They, they stood pat with what they had, and they had an all-right year once Shea Weber came back. Carey Price was awesome. Cock uh, and Yemi was good. I think Claude Julien did a good job with that squad. And don't you remember, it was either the trade deadline or earlier last season, or maybe it was Free Agent Frenzy last year, when they said, listen, we're just going to do what we have now and see, see what happens. They had a good year. I'm all for I'm all for the Canadians jumping in and trying to get a big guy, because like they proved last year that th- these guys can play and they can. Max Domi, Drew in, like they got some good players. Um, I just don't know who, who would be. I know there's a lot of talk with Panarin. There's the Florida Panthers, Islanders, the Rangers, and then there's a mystery team. It'd be cr- how crazy would it be? I I mean it's probably a zero percent chance that this happens because nobody's been really like reported this. But like if Panarin went to the Canadians.
3: Mark Bergevin, dude, is the mystery man, and you also have to factor in Alex Kovalev. Still, so, I think does doesn't he do stuff with the Canadians now? Or am I dreaming that?
0: I don't know, but like, aren't don't don't like the Canadians fans love the Russians? Or am I way off on that? I could be way off.
3: He's on that. like it though. Although I think the Kostitsin brothers have, and Radulov having a few too many beers might have rubbed in the wrong way. Yeah,
0: but like, wasn't Markov like a a fucking like legend?
3: Yeah, Markov was. They loved Kovalev when he was there. They don't really have that like. Russian name so I guess yeah, dude. I think Russians always kind of fit well in Montreal. I don't know if it's like the culture or what, dude. That would yeah. that
0: would put the Canadians into like a pretty decent content. Not, I don't know if a Stanley Cup contender, but definitely like a playoff team.
3: Yeah, I mean, Domi played well last year. So did Jerome Gallagher is still a great player. Shea Weber is
0: awesome. I love Brendan Gallagher, dude. Like I know you hate him because of all the rivalry yeah. with the Bruins and shit. But that guy is f- oh man, I wish he was a Ranger.
3: Kokinami looks like a good player, so I agree. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, the only other trade is Nicholas Delore went to the Ducks for a fourth round pick I don't really care
0: don't care either alright what do you got next dude alright so that was NHL in the news I'm pretty sure now I think we're gonna oh wait nope we have one more so uh, tomorrow's for Agent Frenzy or if you're listening to it, probably today uh, we're not gonna talk about it until next week but we have some names here and I'm just gonna ask you Hal where you see these people going alright
3: yeah dude I, don't, I haven't been paying attention at all
0: so. Okay, Panarin.
3: Oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm going to say Montreal after what we just said. I think that'd be funny.
0: That'd be hilarious. He's definitely not going to go there, but I think he... I got to believe he's going to go to the Rangers. I'm going to say Rangers. Again, don't really feel great about it. Uh Bobrovsky where is he going to go? Isn't it pretty much
3: pointing to uh, Florida?
0: It's Florida or the Islanders. Um... I mean, Florida just traded Reimer. Luongo retired. They literally don't have a goalie.
3: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Panthers.
0: Yeah. um, This is a good one. How about Anders Lee, dude?
3: <sighs> Anders Lee, I think he's going to stay in New York. I know there was kind of rumors, I think, that kind of started to circulate. I think he was just kind of trying to get a little bit more money. I think Anders Lee... Should probably wake up and realize he's not going to be a captain of an NHL team any day soon. If he leaves New York, I think he has a good thing going. I would say if I was him.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just weird because I think the Islanders are super in on Panarin and Bobrovsky, and if they get both of them, I don't think they're going to be able to get Andersley. Um, Robin Leonard was offered oh. was Robin Leonard was offered a two year, five million dollar a year contract, and uh, Leonard I think turned it down.
3: So, Yo, fuck the Islanders. I forgot about that. You're gonna turn your back on Rob. That's what you're gonna offer for Robin Leonard. Go make some money, my man. I, he's gonna get four years somewhere. Maybe it's only three mil or three years, four mil. He needs like ten to twelve million dollars. He was a great goalie for you last year, Islanders. You think you're just gonna replace that out of nowhere?
0: Okay, so here's the thing, dude. We're Leonard guys. We're neck tattoo guys. Always will be. What Robin Leonard did this year was nothing short of spectacular. It really was, man. Like he was never really on the grid like he was this year. He had a crazy good year. Do I think he has it in him to keep it up? I really, really hope so. But I feel like we've seen stuff like this happen where a guy has a really good year and then just fucking shits the bed again. So I can see why NHL teams might not be that convinced. Because if you think about it, dude, he really only had one good year.
3: Yeah, if you look at his numbers when he first broke in with Ottawa, though, he was up over 920. Like He's always had the potential. He's a big goalie. I know what you're saying. I'm going to put hard. this one down we didn't talk about it. This is a super wild card and it's not going to happen Robin Leonard back to Buffalo.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know. I just like <laughs> I just feel like Leonard I feel like with the Islanders, man, he like found a home. He found a place that he could be comfortable that he that he got the help that he needed and all this stuff with the team and fans who appreciate him. I think it's fucked up that the Islanders aren't going to ride that wave, but I I get why. <laughs> If that's okay.
3: I got got Leonard to Buffalo, Lee staying in New York. I get your point. Where do you you have those two players going?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't know where Robin Leonard is going to go. I don't know what teams really need a goalie. Uh, Maybe Colorado? Like, I I don't have a clue. Anders Lee, I would have said Minnesota, but I don't know how much cap space that they have. Considering that reports came out, I think Zuccarello signing in Minnesota t- uh, tomorrow, si- five years, six mil a year, good for him. I don't know if Lee, if they have the cap space for an Anders Lee, but I, I don't, I don't see Anders Lee going back to Islanders, man. I think the fact, I mean, it's kind of a slap in the face that you're gonna go get these other two guys. You're not even gonna really like get your captain to come back. I mean, this is a second year in a row that they're gonna lose somebody with a C on their jersey. What type of leadership do we have going on over there, Lou Amorello?
3: So, where do you have them going,
0: dude? I have no idea. I just. Na-
3: no, dude, that's not an answer. This is your idea to predict where guys are going. Mark it down. Where do you think you have them going?
0: All right, honors lead to the Canadians, dude.
3: And what about
2: Leonard?
0: Robin Leonard to Colorado. So, I'm pretty sure is okay. a free agent. I may be wrong, but I think he is. Okay.
2: What do you got on
3: uh, Joe Pavelski? Where do you think he's going?
0: I think Joe Pavelski's going to go to Dallas. There's been a lot of reports that it was Dallas but I guess a sleeper is Tampa Bay. I don't know how Tampa Bay would be able to afford that, unless that's why they moved out JT Miller, which is kind of weird. I, I don't know. Pavelski, I'd, I'd be pumped if Pavelski went to the Rangers, but I doubt he will. And I just, I say that because I know he's not the player, and I know I wouldn't want to give him a million years, but at some point, the New York Rangers need to surround these kids with leadership other than Mark fucking Stahl and Chris Kreider.
3: Yeah, and I kind of looked at it. It looks like it's pretty much a done deal that Pavelski's going to the Stars. so good for them. And I didn't even realize this either. While we've been recording, it, it basically came out that Corey Perry's also going to the Stars. Ooh. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's too many old guys. If if the Stars get Pavelski and Corey Perry, and it looks like Corey Perry's one year, one point five million million, um, one of them's going to hit, I think. They'll, they'll go one for two. I
0: mean, what, are they going to have a line of fucking Pavelski, Corey Perry, and Jason Spezza? Just like the over 40 line? Yeah.
3: Yeah. And maybe have Patrick Sharp get out of the booth.
0: Jesus Christ. Come on, Dallas. Be better. Uh,
3: Matthew Shane, dude. Is he going to play his acoustic guitar in Nashville? Yeah, I
0: think that's what he's going to do. I think that guy loves country music too much not to go anywhere else.
3: Yeah. Marner's a restricted free agent, dude. You you think Marner might go
0: somewhere else? Uh, These are just just names that I found on somebody's tweet that people are putting where they think they're going to go. I don't know, man. Mr. Marner is causing some serious distress up there in Toronto right now. So I'm not entirely sure. Here's a question for you, though. Let's say you sign monitor to a free agent or an offer sheet or some shit. You're going to give up four first-round picks. Are there any players in the NHL outside of Connor McDavid that you give up four first-round picks for?
3: Nah, I mean, I guess it depends on your team's makeup. If you have a ton of young prospects, maybe.
0: I, I just I don't know.
3: I I love. I was just I just googled or searched on Twitter Marner's name, and uh, it looks like a Casper Kapanen and fan page said if a trash team wants to pay Mitch Marner thirteen million dollars to score sixty five points without John Tavares, be my guest. Take it easy, Maple Leafs fans. He's a pretty good player. I'm not going to go too much more into this though, because it's my hero of the week.
0: Okay. Uh, next name on the list. We're going to skip some of these two going to Dallas. Where do you see a guy like Wayne Simmons going?
3: Wayne Simmons. I don't know. Wayne Simmons is going to have a tough time finding an RA contract. He's going to go somewhere.
0: I guess, I guess there was interest by the Rangers, but Simmons has found places that are willing to give him more than two years. So he's not going to go to the Rangers.
3: Yeah, I don't know who would want to give him two years. I know it's not the Blue Jackets. It sounds like he's done there. He's not going back to Ottawa. Ryan Dezingle kind of sounds like he has like that East Coast kind of thing going on with the teams he's played for. He kind of seems like a Canadian. I don't know where their market's at. They cleared some cap space. I could see the Montreal Canadiens, instead of signing two really good players, or one really good player going out and signing someone like Dezingle and then like Nyquist, like two, you know what I mean, like yeah. two second, third-line players.
0: Yeah, I can so, something like that.
3: I'm just, I'm just going to throw out Montreal because I don't
0: know. Okay. And then. Uh,
3: oh, for Simmons, though, I'm not going to throw out. I have no idea why I
0: just. Wayne Simmons should go back to Philly, dude. I love Wayne Simmons in Philadelphia, but. All right. So that. I think we're. Oh, last one. He was great for the Bruins. Marcus Johansson. Where is he going to end up?
3: What's that, dude? You, I didn't hear you.
0: Marcus Johansson?
3: Oh, he's going to get paid a lot of money. I really loved him in the playoffs. I didn't think I was going to. He performed. He deserves to get paid. I'm happy the Bruins aren't doing it. I don't know. I don't know where he's going to go, man. I, I don't know. Who, it sounds like it's more than, like, four years. It's going to be, like, $6 million or something like that. Crazy like that, it sounds like, or in the fives.
0: Huh.
3: I don't know who can pay that. Do you have any idea?
0: I didn't know he was going to command that much. That's absurd. Um I don't know. I would give Mojo, like, 4 mil a year for, like, 3 years, but I doubt that he... It's a... What? What did you say, Hal?
3: He was already making, like, 4.5. And
0: yeah, I I don't know. Maybe he was already he...
3: making, like, 4.5, and they said he's going to... So... He could be a
0: player that if the Panthers miss out on Panarin, they'd go get him. Yeah, I don't
3: know, dude. You don't have very good internet connection, dude.
0: It'll be okay. All right, now we are gonna move on to. Uh, oh Jesus!
3: Come on, bud. Lagos. Oh, Where are we going? we're
0: going. We're gonna skip the voicemails this week because they're all older. So we're gonna we're gonna move on to oh. the. Uh, oh. Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros, brought to you by Lara Sports.
1: How do you augment that young group with a veteran player that brings stability, adds a little scoring punch, and has been around the block to make a difference? Tonight's focus is on that guy, number 21, Lee Stepniak.
0: All right, here we go. Lee Stepniak's Heroes and Zeros. Hal, take it away, buddy.
3: Yeah, so Hero of the Week, dude, I, we kind of just got into it. It's Mitch Marner's dad. I don't know what's happening in Toronto. All I know is it's his time to shine. I feel like we've been waiting for this moment for like a year now. He's been dropping those. My son's better than Austin Matthews for like over a year. Kind of turned out that he played better than Austin Matthews in the playoffs. Kyle Dubas, that nerd with his TI-84 calculator and glasses, crunching numbers and doing analytics, probably doesn't know what to do right now. I don't know much about the situation. I know two things. One, Kyle Dubas used to be a player agent. The reason he's no longer a player agent is because players fired him because they didn't think He stood his ground and stood up for them. That means Mitch Marner's dad, that guy's a shark. I've never met (laughs) the guy. I've only seen like two quotes. That guy is a shark.
0: Paul Marner, dude. Paulie Marner.
3: I have nothing but confidence that Mitch Marner's dad's going to get Young Mitchell a big win. I don't know how it's going to get done. But, Mr. Marner, here's to you.
0: (laughs) I I mean, that that guy's calling the shots in Toronto right now.
3: Yeah. And you want to know what? Everyone talks about big baller brand here in the States. Lonzo Ball, all these guys. Mr. Marner's dad's the real deal. Yeah. All right. He doesn't need to go on first take in the morning and scream about his shoe line. All he does is state facts. My son's good. You need to pay him. That's that. I'm Mr. Marner. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Keeps it to the point. So, yeah. he's, I he's
0: love a, the guy. He's a, yeah, I'm a huge Marner guy as well. Uh, my hero of the week. I don't know their names, but uh, a lot of a lot of the rookie camps happened this week, and two of the San San Jose Sharks guys were going at it and throwing bombs. I don't know if you got a chance to see this. I like this shit. These are two rookies trying to make an impact for the team. Hey, here I am, here am I. I don't know what who they are, where they were drafted. I want to be shocked if they were both like six rounders. That'd be fucking nails. Uh, what do you have on this one?
3: Yeah, I don't know, man. I kind of love it. I. It depends. It's one of two ways. It was either like a really cool fight of two guys just trying to get their name out there, or it was just one kid who's just a complete asshole. <laughs> so I'm not sure which one it is. I don't know if these were drafted kids, or if sometimes your team brings in guys from like college or like the WHL who were never drafted and okay. looking to like latch on and get a contract. Invincible, you know?
1: dude.
0: Invincible like the Eagles. <laughs>
3: right. Right. So we don't know if this is Mark-, Mark Wahlberg out there. I. I mean, I'm all about it. I just hope. I just hope it was just, like, out of competition and one could not be in a total squid.
0: Yeah. I mean, you kind of nailed a good point there. If one guy's being an asshole, I could see that happen. Who do you have for your zero?
3: Dude, my zero of the week is ants. So, it's summertime, and it's getting warm out. Living in an apartment. We keep it clean. Like, we keep it clean. Like, believe it or not. and She keeps it clean. I try. Regardless, we set up traps. I went over to the store the other day. I bought this spray. I've just been spraying everything down. But these ants are relentless. And I got like I have these like Transformer ants where they're like twice the size of a normal ant and they like the they're never on the ground. They're always upside down on the ceiling. Just like in my face, dude.
0: Fuck ants. That's That's, ins- zero That's insane. I think there is this type of uh I don't know, you, you put it on the ground or outside your house and then they don't come in, so you should look into that.
3: Yeah, I did that, dude. I sprayed it literally everywhere, but I don't know where the hole is. You know what I mean?
0: I just, just got to plug the hole, bud. <laughs> plug the hole, dude. It's like an above-ground pool. Um, My Zero of the Week, we talked about it already briefly. It's that uh, Canadian's guy who said that shit about Phil Kessel being a bad house guest. We talked about that earlier. Fuck, I probably should have remembered that. So <laughs> that, that, was, uh, that was my Zero of the Week. Now we're going to move on to our last segment, uh, Three Stars.
1: All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All
0: right, three-stars time with the rookie camps and everything. We've seen a lot of team-building videos on uh, on Twitter and YouTube and shit. So three-stars of the week, the top three team-building activities you would want your rookies to do at rookie camp. What do you got, Al?
3: My number three, dude. Is I'm going to just hand them some tools and, like, some plywood and say, build me like a shed. Go build me a shed. I don't know why. I just think it's something that if you really want to see a couple guys work together, just put some power tools in their hands and see what they do. They don't even have to build something. You can do, like, what we used to do when we used to work at the track and landscape. Go fucking make a flower bed. Bud. here, Go get some mulch. Figure it out. We'll see you in two hours. I would just want to see how the boys perform under pressure like
0: that. So some, like, real yeah. manual labor.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like maybe make like the fan zone look nice. Like make them actually like do something for free.
0: Yeah, the boys, the boys th- of Thunder Bay show up with calluses on their hands, and the and the USA development kids from Missouri now have a fucking clue how to use a hammer.
3: That's what I'm saying, dude. Do you think Jack? Do you, do you think Jack Hughes or Cole Caulfield would be able to like make me anything?
0: Mm-mm. No, Tough look. <clears throat> but some That's farmer funny. from fucking Western Canada could.
3: Yeah, that's your third star of the week. Third
0: star of the week, boys. It's rookie camp. You're playing a lot of hockey. You're gonna be playing a lot of hockey. We're gonna switch it up here. Strap on the pads. Oklahoma drill time. Time to see who wants it more. Unleash the beast. Let these guys just go at each other. I'd love to see Cole Caulfield out there. Five foot seven, one hundred and thirty pounds, going up against a Keandre Miller, six five two ten. See who comes out on top.
3: That's a good one too. Good one. Just let the boys go at it. I'm just going to – because, like, mine's right in the same boat. My number two is locker box. I, I hadn't been on too many teams where there's a huge locker box culture. Uh, one that stuck out it was, like a, like, a freshman lacrosse team. Just loved the locker box. Walked into the locker room. There was this kid. It's not going to be relevant to the podcast. Clapper. He just was always trying to get a couple guys in the showers throwing hands at each other. I remember the first time I got called out, I was nervous. Don't even know if I even want to fight, but just like taking a couple punches in the face in front of the boys just kind of made you feel like, "All right, once you get out of there and you realize it really isn't that bad and the guy across from you's not that nails, like it's like, "All right, I'm on the team."
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that. I don't think I ever actually had the locker box.
3: Not fun, dude. I yeah, not really that fun. I, it's just to me. I thought like of stuff that made me feel like I was a part. Well, of the just
0: team. yeah, but dude, that mm-hmm. just means that just means that you're on more nails teams. Like my, I think my assistant captain was too busy playing fucking Guitar Hero, so yeah. I, I don't think that we, they ever really put us through the ringer in high school. Um <laughs> it's here too. Second star. intramural softball, dude. Again, you're playing so much hockey. Switch it up. Here's the thing about softball. Ton of fun drink some beers, hang out. You can really get a feel on the athleticism of these kids, who wants to play shortstop, or you know, or who just wants to play catcher and throw the ball back to the mound. And then you have guys going up there trying to hit home runs that just pop out all the time. Who's the guy that's going to drive the ball up the middle for a little base hit to get the boys going? Those are the type of players, leadership-type players, that I would want to see. Uh, intramural softball, my number two star.
3: That's true, dude. You know who else I always hate in intramural softball? Is the guy... The guy, who, he's super athletic, so he doesn't have to run that hard on the bases. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, no, guy. Listen, like if you have a home run you want to like trot, that's fine. If you know you're, like, you're going to be able to walk in a double, whatever. But don't get laxadaisical on the bases for me. Like you, I'm looking for someone who's locked in 24-7.
0: And this isn't relevant to this because this is just a group of like NHL rookies going at it. But I play co-ed softball, and the biggest hard-off fucking thing is every team puts a girl in right field. No offense, but that's just what happens. Um, and there's always one guy on the other team who played club baseball at a SUNYAC school that knows how to control where he's hitting the ball and just pelts this poor girl out in right field with balls all day inside the park home runs. Like, get it. We get it, buddy. You know how to control your bat, dude. Like, I'm half in the bag. I don't need this right now. So uh, what what do you have for your first star?
3: Yeah, the big parachute thing. I don't really ever knew what the point of it was. It's different colors. You grab on. You throw it up in the air. People run through. Never made any sense to me. But I feel like I just, I want them to do it.
0: Okay, so I don't have anything on that one, but you, it's okay. Did you ever
1: play that game? Yeah, I
0: played that game, but I just I don't see how that would that would bring people together. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know. We did it in our field day.
0: Okay. The, wait. So yeah. After that, can they can they pass the Folgers coffee can that had holes in the bottom of it with water over their head and do that drill too? Yeah,
3: maybe a hecky sack race. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just field day. Your number one star is field day.
3: <laughs> what's, what's your number one? And then, dude, what's the uh, in gym class? Uh, the baton. You ride race? around and they play the gym teacher play music and you're in a car, basically.
0: You're in a what? It
3: was like you're driving a car. Scooter
0: City? No, nah, I did not play that. Do you think Greenfield Elementary School afforded scooters, dude?
3: No, dude. It was those little things with little wheels on the bottom. Oh, right,
0: right, 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 right. You so, know what? Now that we're talking field day and all this shit, uh, I, I go to this one gym and it's like circuit training. And in each like – uh, each, so you, 40 seconds in one station, 40 seconds whatever you move on. There's always this one station where you have to pretty much crab walk. Do you remember playing crab soccer? yeah. Let me tell you what, back then it was so easy to do that. I can't even fucking walk like a crab right now without my shoulders popping out of my sockets. (laughs) Do me a favor, after this podcast when we hang up, when you go to walk out of your room, crab walk out of your room and let me know what you think. It's awful.
3: When we hang out next week, dude, just remind me. I'll crab walk all
0: over you. Oh yeah, hey, uh, quick update. Uh, Ken and Hal are visiting DJ Zumi at Martha's Vineyard for uh, 4th of July, so if anybody's around, pound some few beers, let us know. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. what's, your, uh, what's your number one star? Number one
0: star, paintball, dude. It's the closest thing to war that you can get without actually having war. I want to see who's a leader. I want to see who's a psycho who's just going to be ripping people apart. And I also want to see a guy who's willing to take a block shot for the team. Uh, we, we played capture the flag, which I guess is kind of like paintball with our thing. And our assistant coach pretty much told us all to pretend to go to the bathroom and then sneak around at back, grab the flag. We must have won three or four games in a row before the head coach found out what we were doing. Called us all in, started screaming at us, says he doesn't have any room for cheaters on our team. And our assistant coach is like, I can't believe you guys would do that. After literally just telling us exactly what to do and cheering us (laughs) on. uh, Something along those lines, I think paintball would be pretty cool. Yeah, it's a
3: great moment. Uh, Yeah, that was a good one, dude. Uh, Anything else? I guess. this
0: yeah, this is a podcast. I mean, this isn't hockey-related, but Ked pitched seven seven scoreless innings today in a 5-0 in a shutout. Uh, I was on the hill today. Do you have any anything about that, Hal? No, dude.
3: No, I'm just disappointed you didn't grab the game ball and sharpie it up,
0: dude. I, I, I already have one game ball this year. I can't be collecting them every game I play.
3: I don't know. I'd start a mantle.
0: Uh, I, I don't know I just it's fun man what, what have you been doing this summer anything like new that that the listeners should know that you're up to are you doing anything I know that you're off the sauce and by sauce I mean you know the green the grizzly winter green
3: yeah I'm, I I don't know that's been alright dude I I don't that kind of happened I thought the Bruins were going to win the Stanley Cup and I told myself after game 7 I'd quit chewing because they won the Stanley Cup um, and then it turned out that they actually lost but I like stuck with it and it was really depressing and I packed my last lip, and I was really sad and now I've just I found these like nicotine pouches things and I just shove them in every hole and try to ride the wave <laughs>
0: alright uh, that's good man the, the guy from LA Kings fans going to be pumped to hear that
3: other than that dude <laughs> just same old dude I, I, I'm happy we're going to Martha's Vineyard big beach guy big swimming guy so I'm pumped for that you're not going to you're not going to go in the ocean because you're scared of sharks dude I say you got to jump in the ocean
0: I mean it's gotten to the point where the shark attacks are so bad that they're in like three feet of water. So like maybe, maybe my feet will go in that thing. Other than that, I'm hoping there's a pool at the house. Uh, I'm going deep sea fishing one of the days, which is going to be sick. I mean, we're just going to live the dream. If you, if you guys, you guys probably don't know much about DJ Zumi. He's never really on the podcast, but this kid just only has one speed and it's go. So uh, the next, like, I don't know, five days of my life are going to be pretty interesting.
3: <laughs> yeah. I also, I don't know if the podcast fans are even going to want to hear this. A lot of rumors that you're now a vodka cranberry guy. That's is that going to be your go to? Is that going to be your go to drink at the vineyard, dude? So
0: I went to a red, white, and blue gala. Uh, if, if you don't know what a gala is, it's pretty much a super fancy party for rich people. I uh, I won like these tickets through my job. I got VIP. Let me tell you what, dude. I've never been in a place like that. I, was, I mean, it, pretty much everybody coming up to me, serving me drinks. Vodka cran was the drink of the night. Uh it was awesome man if if you guys have like concert venues around you like I think a majority of you growing up always like sat in the lawn and then when you finally get to like move inside to the inside seating, like you walk down the lawn you're looking at everybody and you're like uh oh, fucking peasant 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 and you finally get in there, and it's great that's that's kind of what I felt like at this gala. I think it was a big Shit. step for me as as a as a guy I was talking to this one guy there and he said uh you're, you're he was he's a little bit older than me and he he said <laughs> He said, you know, there's, there's moments in your life that happen when you know that you're really starting to become a man. He's like, when you get your first job, you make sure that you never walk a golf course again. No matter what, you're always in a golf car, Like, that's one. And he's like, and the next one is when you buy yourself a house and you get a refrigerator in your garage. That's when you know that you're a man, too. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, I have four of them. I thought that was one of the funniest things that I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm riding the wave right now, man. I'm, I'm being pretty luxurious, being pretty classy uh i don't don't know i thought i looked great in in the pictures so i mean that's what i have on that you have any other questions for me i'm taking questions right now
3: that's that's about it dude i think i think at this point if anyone's still listening they're just fucking so confused right now but i love it
0: and the sleeves coming along the tattoo sleeves coming along i'm looking tougher and tougher each day which is nice for me uh (laughs) But that yeah that was the 100th podcast we appreciate you guys listening and again we we wanted to plan a big idea we for just forgot that we had to brainstorm what the idea would be something There's maybe still we can work an on. award show though yeah so yeah so next week we're gonna have our free agent frenzy uh I think we should just keep it at that and then the podcast after that we'll have our award show so if right. you guys are listening and you want like a specific award or something along those lines let us know what you guys are thinking too because I mean you guys can be creative as well Alright, so until next week, Hal and Ked are off to the vineyard. Hal, last words? Go Bees. Surf's
1: up, boys. Later. Oh, Oh, shit! shit. Get your towels ready, it's about to go go down! Everybody in the the place hit the fucking fucking deck! deck. But stay on your motherfucking toes! We running this, let's go! I'm I'm on a boat! I'm on a boat! Everybody look at me, cause I'm sailing on I'm on a boat, I'm on a boat Take a good hard look at the motherfucking boat I'm on a boat, motherfucker, take a look at me Straight floating on a boat on the deep blue sea Bustin' five night wind whippin' at my coat You can't stop me, motherfucker, cause I'm on a boat Picture trick, I'm on a boat, bitch We drinkin' Santana Champ cause it's so crisp I got my swim trunks and my flipping floppies I'm flipping burgers You at go Straight flippin' kappies I'm riding on a dolphin doing flips and shit The dolphin's splashing, getting everybody away But this ain't sea world This is real as it gets I'm on a boat, motherfucker Don't you ever forget I'm on a boat and It's going fast and I got an article theme Patch me to Afghan I'm the king of the world On a boat like Leo If you own the show Then you show now.